We are talking weird. The Al Yankovic story, available only on Roku. The story of his life, told through his comedic eyes. Co-writer of the movie, Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Plus, we'll be answering our big questions submitted via social media. And that question is, name an actor actress that no matter what they're in, you're going to watch it. Oh, yeah. So a long time in the coming, a lot of cameos in the movie. People very excited, especially Weird Al fans who he's accumulated the dorks of the world over the past 40 years. He has uh, now created a movie supposedly about his life that is so over-the-top ridiculous and untrue. I've heard enough. And what did you think? Nobody wants to hear a parody song when they can hear the real thing for the same price. What's the point? Yeah, it makes no financial sense whatsoever. Jeremy K. Gover. My initial thoughts, Jim. <laughs> well, for, well, let me back up and go way back to the 80s. This is peak Weird Al, we thought, with like Eat It and then the album Even Worse. If you can't tell, Gover is a fan. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> right off the bat, let's begin with that. That's where I'm going with this is that it's just, <laughs> I've been a lifelong fan. I used to talk about Weird Al on the playground in elementary school, and I'm 45 years old. So that gives you any kind of idea as to how long I've been a fan. It's been a long time. That being said, is I got a lot of little references along the way. Terrific fan service. Yes. Yeah, oh, wow. Absolutely wonderful. And so, but it was not what I expected. <laughs> now, I'm, I didn't expect. I did not expect. That's stupid. I didn't expect. Did you expect? No. What, what no, did you expect? That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect it to be a true biopic like Elvis or something, you know. But, but I, I you know, because he goes on Jimmy Fallon and he talks about, you know, Weird Al does. And then, uh, of course, Dan Radcliffe did as well the day before. He goes on Fallon and talks about how, oh, yeah, it's 100% real. And he's like, 100% real? Yep, nothing's made up. And you know right then, okay, this is going to be a total farce. But to the degree that it was, like down to the fact that he has good-looking, high school-aged athlete, quote-unquote, air quotes for radio, jocks, inviting his nerdy self to a party. And then they go, we'll pick you up, okay? Which would never happen, especially if you're, you're probably going to bully a nerd by saying that. If you're the the, yeah. the, the, the quarterback of the football team, right? Is, yeah, the kid who nerd plays the, bus. the accordion is not right. even on his radar. That's right. And so, if he is. So for them to offer that, we'll pick you up. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to end well. So my brain still, <laughs> even though I knew it was a fun, I couldn't turn off the logic of it. So then they do take him to the party, and it's a, it's a polka part. I mean, just craziness. <laughs> Right? I lost it. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 hilarious, but th- he takes all of the stereotypes, basically, yes, and then turns them. Not even I wouldn't even say 180. It's more like a 120. It's more like on its side a little bit, tilted <laughs> just a touch. I I thought it was great. Justin Bradford. So immediately when I open up the channel on my Roku player, and I see the description where it says it's the unexaggerated, totally true story of the sexiest man alive. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> immediately what got me, because as you all know, I'm the music nerd when it comes to scores, was the serious nature For of sure. some of these pieces oh, yes. in the background of the, of the bed music and these yes. things of trying to just show off, this is a serious moment, but I'm giggling the entire right. time. And it reminded me, so much of other of like uh, Dewey Cox, but what I appreciated more about this is that there's there's truly a real person 
behind this. I mean, we're, Weird Al wrote it. Right. He was a major part of this. He starred in it as well. So what got me so much was that this is the story he wanted to tell. He was a. It wasn't like somebody else did this after we are we are passed away or anything. It's he is. This is the story that I want to tell with little tidbits, like what Gover said, tidbits of truth, and dropping hints and plenty of things that I know I didn't pick up because I'm nowhere near the fan that Gover is. Yeah. I grew up listening to Weird Al and loving it, but wasn't the the, the super fan. Sure. So. There are things that I picked up on that I giggled and, and my wife didn't necessarily. And I said, oh, there, there's this, this, and this. Oh, okay. And plus all the cameos as well that yeah. there are some that, that were playing just missed because they're happening so darn quickly. But what got me, though, was that <laughs> the story continued to move along to where all of a sudden it felt like Tropic Thunder as well. <laughs> Which is another parody, <laughs> right? So talk about meta. Yeah, all the different reference. influences are coming into this. Yeah, and then uh, the casting of Daniel Radcliffe. Like, remember when this was announced? Everybody's like Daniel Radcliffe because people were thinking it was gonna be a serious, yeah. a serious film, just showcasing the life of Weird Al. And I think a lot of other people are going, are, "You think it's gonna be serious? It's not gonna be serious." <laughs> so to see the <laughs> to see what Daniel Radcliffe was able to pull off in this. I cannot imagine what the outtakes are going to be, and I truly enjoyed the film. I was laughing the entire time. I love that it was a parody. I posted on Facebook that I said, it's a certified must-watch from me, and one of my friends said that it was a waste of time, that it had nothing to do with Weird Al, so it really wasn't my thing, a parody of a biopic. Not worth anyone's time. Going, that, that's a great... Let, let us return to that yeah. criticism... And then get everybody's reaction to it. So because, I, was I was curious on that reaction. Yeah, because that's an interesting take on it. I personally went in really with no information. So I didn't even read the, you know, even even the subtitle about, you know, the sexiest, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I was immediately slapped in the face. <laughs> with, parody. This is not even close. This whole thing is a parody. And it just took every stereotype of a music biopic and it parried it parodied it to a level of silly that I was delighted with when he is about to play his first gig in front of an audience and it's a, in a biker bar full of all these violent people uh, <laughs> and he goes out there and he wins them over I immediately thought wow not only does this remind me of but this movie is very similar to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. You know, this is the story, uh, you know, of, of him, but in his way. Just like Pee-wee's story was in a Pee-wee way. Is it real? No, it's ridiculous. But it is ridiculous in the way that is true to the person <laughs> that is making the movie. So I, I was just uh, silly uh, over how really dumb and enjoyable this movie was and really pushing the the line of singing my words to someone else's music <laughs> like yeah, just I, pushing that home i just <laughs> yes he, he took his his biggest criticism of his entire career <laughs> and he hit it you know he pounded that nail over and over and over and every time it got more funny <laughs> because they're taking it so seriously yes. that's what's so funny the crazy thing about this is that when your friends i know we're going to come back to this but when your friend says that it you know it didn't have anything to do with him. I know quite a bit about 
him and his career. I said I've been following him since the 80s. Yeah. Okay. So I know that he was very close to his parents, for example. And when his parents both died in a, um, what, help me out here. What's the, it's not, they're not the fire detectors also detect some detectors. Carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide okay. poisoning. Okay. He, he got a call one morning and his parents had died in their sleep overnight because they died from carbon monoxide. So, yeah, I mean, it's just horrible. So then you see his parents portrayed on screen, and his dad's like this borderline abusive guy who judges his kid all the time, right? Like, I felt bad for his dead dad in real life. Really? So I'm like, he's not getting a true, like, but again, it's all, if, it's, it's if all tilted Al's on its side. father. Yes. And he knows Al. Right. Like nobody else. That's right. He knows he's getting the proper treatment that's from right. his son. Total, yeah, totally true. Mm-hmm. So that's the first point. The second point, you mentioned the biker bar show. And that's what I found was the, the ongoing pattern in this entire film. Yankovic and Apple, when writing this script, clearly had a goal of, okay, we're going to cue up all these completely realistic and logical situations and then we're going to slam you over the head with it. So the biker bar show, <laughs> for those who don't know, there's a lot of truth to that, right? Ask any stand-up comedian. 999 of 1,000 of them are going to say they play these horrible gigs at places that don't even that have no business having stand-up comedy, but they were booked for 80 bucks a night. Yep. And they're like, I had to take it because I'm starting out. And they're at a biker bar. And they're like, you know, there's all these stories. So even that, whether it's out of his own life or not, or he just thought it was comedic, it's still grounded in some truth. Yeah. And then he turns it on its side. And he, of course, has this big successful show, which is completely ridiculous. Absolutely. Playing an accordion. The, his three college roommates, all of a sudden they play instruments yeah, at this biker. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I didn't think you can play. Like, it's just so absurd. But my point of saying all that is that I really got the idea that if it doesn't have anything to do with him, I got it as the opposite. So every scene within reason, was the opposite of what his actual life was. Uh, so I bet true. he was bullied, and he was not successful in high school. And he wasn't he, at Boogie Nights-esque type right, of parties. That's right, yeah, right. He, right. <laughs> and he, he, he didn't date Madonna. So all these things are like what he either fantasized would be a perfect life for a nerd growing up, right? and having this like this fantasy world and utopia <laughs> of nerddom. Polka. Right. Yeah, like I get invited to this party, and it's a polka party, and I happen to play the accordion, that's pure fantasy. Right. But it's how he would have wanted it to be, and yes. but with a comedic touch. It is the opposite of actually what happened. I did see an interview with Weird Al, and he said he was the guy that nobody wanted in their band. Right. Nobody right. wants an accordion. That's right. He was the one that nobody wanted to play him to play his music at a party. He was picked out about it. So to turn that on its edge and turning him into like, oh my God, the world loves this guy, and they can't wait to get a piece of his star power. How many times platinum? Yes. That, that's why I like it, because as we see, especially some of our idols, after they're gone, what I love about this is he's staying true to his character and his personality of, this is how people to remember me, that I knew how to make fun of everything, including myself. You know what it makes me want, though? It makes yeah. me want a real one. Right. It, it, it does make you kind of want those. Like, okay, now, yeah. we got this. It was hilarious. We loved it. Can we get the real story Yeah, now? I want the real story. My I wife know. actually was like, oh, it's not about him? Like, <laughs> like she was truly disappointed that she was not going to see. I think see. some people were. I think that's I how people were. Because another person said that they turned it off after an hour. Like, I think some people. An hour? Tr- you might as well finish it at that point. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're invested. Well, especially with commercials. <laughs> Just but it's like, it. what? What what did you want from Weird? He is part of the project. What do you think was going to happen? He's in the movie. He's in the movie. He plays one of the executive. Scotty, he plays one of the Scotty Brothers, which is his original album label. Yeah. 
and it, it is fantastic. I, I love that he took uh, every cliche from the modern music biopic. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to say the recent wave maybe started with Bohemian Rhapsody. And then we have, you know, the Elton John biopic. And then most recently, this past summer, we had the Elvis. All would you throw those... NWA in there? Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah. And so everything that happens in a lot of those, and you could go back, the old school reference would be, uh, he includes everything that they used to do in VH1's Behind the Music, which was always, everything was going great for this artist until we'll talk about it after the break. <laughs> <You> know, it, <laughs> Bradford is literally crying. <laughs> he has a tear right now. <laughs> Google just stuff on the movie just to have as reference points, and it's Entertainment Weekly. So EW.com has this of what was real, what's fact, what's fiction. The last point on here was Yankovic really assassinated by Pablo Escobar's cartel. <laughs> no. Thankfully, Yankovic is alive and well today. Oh, thank God for fact checkers. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go to Snopes for that one. Oh, yeah. my God. I do know this is real uh, from a Weird Al interview that he did get his first accordion from a door-to-door salesman. Oh, that is true. Yes. Was it Thomas Lennon? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get the cameos in a second. No cameos yet. But uh, I love how he took every, every stereotype. So it's the rock star that uh, has an alcohol problem. But he has that for about four hours. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Uh, he has the girlfriend that's breaking up the band, Madonna. He knows her for a day. <laughs> he even says, this is the best, been the best six hours of my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he has the tragic accident that he still is able to go and play. Uh, you know, so there's, there's all those things that happen, you know, that happen to a lot of real rock stars, but none of them were people that played the accordion. But again, it's all about... Like, it's relatable to the common man, like me, as well, because it's got, again, the high school jocks inviting the nerd to a party that's real and yeah. not standing him up and teaching him really how to get by from his parents, right? His uh, college roommates are all supportive of his ridiculous dream, as opposed to ripping on him for it or like, you know, they're like, yes. you're going to get, you're going to make it one day. I mean, all this ridiculous, that never happens. Like, if you're roommates with your friend existing, that's different. <laughs> but if you just like, <laughs> just fall into Arizona State University and you're in their dorm room, I don't know why I picked Arizona State, go Sun Devils, and then you're in their, you're in your dorm room and you get with three other guys, there is no chance that all three of them are so supportive like that. They're it's like, every dude, either they're rolling their eyes or they're like, dude. I love you, but you suck. You can't do that. That's, That's right. Not right. Work. That's right. Instead, it's like, dude, you'll come up with something. Play a song for us right now. I mean, it's so and how it comes together. I know it's yes. so ridiculous. In fact, in fact, there. I think there's a lot of people that might have looked at the maybe the dialogue of the supportive friends that are you know telling him he can do this as a career, and thought you know, well, that's just stupid. No, that's hilarious. Yes, it is hilarious. <laughs> because it's so unreal. Right. And then the last thing I want to mention about it is I love how, I did not expect this. This is another thing I didn't expect, is I didn't expect them to take the Michael Jackson, beat it, <laughs> and then make it part of the movie to where, no, 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 it's my original. I mean, to the point where he's sitting down with the Scotty brothers, and they're like, wait a minute, so you wrote this song and the words? <laughs> And he's like totally original, like just leaning into it. And then Michael, and then Jackson Michael Jackson comes out with "Beat It," and yeah. he's like, "Now they're gonna think that I parody Michael Jackson." That's my it's so funny. single favorite takeaway from the movie 
is that he flipped the tables on Michael Jackson oh. and mm-hmm. that he pretended to come up with the song Even with the jacket. <laughs> Even the jacket. Like, like here's, here's your Eden jacket. No. I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing that. So, but to, just to, as another fact check, you know, the other question came out, does Weird Al make original music? Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. He yeah. definitely has original music out there because they make fun of that so much. Yeah. He does have original music. And some of it's really good. And some of it is really good. Yeah, really yeah, entertaining he's funny. a very talented guy. It's just not the type of stuff that's going to get passed along to right. be beyond right. the super For the Weird Al bump. 107.5 The River here in Nashville is not going to play lame claim to fame. Right. It's not going to happen. Can we talk about the cameos, though? Can we get to that? Yeah, yeah I think I everybody's think uh, really f- focusing on the cameos because it is so cameo-rich. It's a <laughs> cameo-rich environment. I want to pose a question while we're getting into this, then, okay. just, just trigger it off. Which cameo made you point at the TV and go, oh, my, really? Well, I think the, e- one? the easy answer, I think, is Lin-Manuel Miranda because it was the first the person first one, you see, yeah. basically, yes. on screen. that didn't. And I'm not talking about... Major characters, by the way. Yes. So I'm not talking about oh, not, like, Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. No, 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 I'm talking about a cameo. cameos. Cameo. Yeah. yeah. I would say, was it Conan O'Brien? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. As Andy Warhol. Because <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Daniel Radcliffe, you could forget he was Harry Potter with that wig of and course. the glasses oh, right, and the yeah. mustache. But Conan O'Brien, I don't know what it, you can't put anything on him no. and not know that it's Conan O'Brien. That's right. Right. So, yeah, I, I was like, Pfft. There's Conan. So that was mine. I uh, I have to. There's so many. But I've got to pick Dimitri Martin. <laughs> I don't know who he was playing. You don't I, know? No, that was one of the examples that we talked about off air was how sometimes I could recognize the actor but not. But you didn't know who they, who were, they were actually or playing. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Thank you. Tip-toe. And of course he was. He, Dimitri's very musical. Of course, yeah, of course yes. it was saying. Now it makes yeah, perfect yes. sense. But yeah, Dimitri Martin was mine where I stand a comedian. Right, I love Dimitri Martin. We're going to see him. You know, here in Nashville, you know, I think it's January when he's playing here. So for like the fifth time, I I love Dimitri Martin. That whole scene is a parody from uh, Boogie Nights in which, you know, the new young star is being paraded around the pool party Mm -hmm. to uh, a lot of industry regulars as here's the next one. Here's the next big one. And it just it created such an environment for to have so many ridiculous characters and then you had a okay, John Deacon. Well, you want to wait, well, well, give us your answer. For oh, that. okay. Well, well the, 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 mine is not at the party, so oh, okay, let, let's okay. let's name off. Okay, uh, John Deacon, um, David Desmalkian. Yep. And then you had Salvador Dali by Emma Phillips, uh, Divine Nina West, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is a uh, Jorma Tacone, uh, yeah. Gallagher, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, my favorite one, though, which I think because. I just started watching Abbott Elementary, and she is a rising yes. star now. Is Akinta Brunson yes. as Oprah Winfrey? It was awesome, She's great. Because <laughs> even even my wife Alex is like, "Is that Akinta Brunson? That's Akinta Brunson." Yeah. So terrific fantastic. TV show. Yes. She's she's great in it, and yeah, and she is a rising star in the comedy world right now too, with how she's just taking off. She's awesome with yeah. Abbott Elementary. So she would be the one paraded around. Did so many. Did you catch Patton Oswalt? Oh, I did. Well, in yeah. The, oh, in the yeah. Crowd at the, in the biker crowd bar. At the biker bar, and yes. then Michael McKean was also there. Yep. Will Forte and yep. Weird Al himself. Weird Al himself, <laughs> yes. basically, uh, basically a cameo. You could say that Jack Black, Jack yep. Black is Wolfman, Wolfman Jack, Jack. Yep. Jack. Yep. So I mean, there's just so many. Uh, Seth Green was radio DJ. I didn't catch that one. Oh. Yep. And I love me some Seth Green. Yeah, so. me too. There, there's so many, and I'm sh- I, I might even be missing some. I'm just kind of trying to scroll here. Evan Rachel Wood portrayal of Madonna yes. I, was my only I thought it was a little lacking 
I thought the Madonna, really? I really thought they could have done you wanted more, more parody hyped kind of thing. Yeah, I think they could have done a little more with Madonna. That that character, um, I don't think she was uh, when the focus was on her. I found it a little less funny. Like she wasn't over the top enough. Okay, so that's, that's but I can that's, see that. That's one of my few uh, hmm. problems with the movie. I it, I didn't feel madonna over the top okay okay i liked how they uh, first of all i really enjoyed her performance of madonna i thought it was really great because i thought it was the perfect level for a non-madonna film that's not real (laughs) right okay Uh, the choice of madonna (laughs) i think is fantastic yes uh i just think the way they wrote it uh that's fair i didn't think they gave her enough that met the rest of the movie the level of, okay. of silliness. That's fair. I, I, I disagree, but I can see that. I can see that. What, my, one of my favorite things I did see that I want to make sure I get this in is that Dr. Demento says, because I think Weird Al says something early on about how, like, hey, you know, you're my mentor. And he goes, yeah. I don't want to be your mentor. I want to be your D-mentor. <laughs> to Daniel Radcliffe. To Daniel Radcliffe, who was Harry <laughs> Potter. I thought that was tremendous And it was writing. just like a slight pause, <laughs> yes. too. Like a, yes. you get it, yeah. You, you audience, you right. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. great. Yeah, it was a winking moment, and uh, Rain Wilson, I thought, did a terrific job. Yes. He did. He kind of looks like Doctor Demento. He does kind of look like. He kind of pulls off like, the look to the point where when he appeared on screen in the top hat, of course, I knew exactly who he was, being a big Weird Al fan. I was like, of course, like it just made <laughs> perfect sense that he would be Doctor Demento. Yes. Now, how, another, I don't know if it's necessarily a cameo, but just another great voice. That's out there. The narrator. You all know who the narrator? I did not know who the narrator I was. I thought know. it was Will Arnett. Diedrich Bader. No, I know, but I thought it was Will Arnett. I, I also what, thought it was Will Arnett. And on IMDb, it is credited as Grizzled Narrator. Because <laughs> he goes real deep. Speaking of which, did you guys listen to the credits or did you shut it off before the credits were? I listened don't to the credits. think I listened to the credits. It's tremendous. Okay, it's a go back and it's check oh it yeah out moment. oh yeah yeah it's yeah it's really really great. Watch the whole watch my, the credits. Yeah, my favorite my favorite line in his song. It's Weird Al original song. One of the lines I'm paraphrasing is, "Look at all these names. We had to pay all these people." <laughs> well, and then at the end, it's a memorial. Yeah, <laughs> and flowers and notes. I had to like I need to pause this to read the notes. Yeah, and everything too is like they're gonna hide everything they can in here. <laughs> and then then there's a big gap. Like, like the credits end. It looks like it ends, yeah. And then it was like fake out, and then it came in with like music, like, like music credits. Did it twice. And then no, right. And then the music credits goes away, and then it looks like it ends again. And it goes double fake out, and it comes back in. Oh, it's so great. It's great. If oh, you have, yeah. like, I know most of us, especially on like a streaming service, credits hit. You just okay, we're done. Sure, you it hit, is uh, part of the film. Okay, yes. it is 100%. so great. This is a great entry point for me to mention how I watched. <laughs> Weird. I would love to know this. <laughs> the Hell Yankovic story. So uh, it hit Roku on a Friday, and uh, it just so happens I was on my way to Indiana to a monastery where I spent the weekend taking a class in Mozart appreciation. The life of Mozart. This is already an amazing story. So it. here it is Saturday night, and I've been through three or four sessions studying the life of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, how much of a genius he was, and the torments he had, and his looking for fame and approval. <laughs> and that's the time I had to watch Weird, the Al Yankovic story. 
I could not have had more polar opposites. <laughs> uh, not only, you know, I'm, I'm contrasting Mozart with Weird Al, but I'm also, I'm in a monastery that is 170 years old. It looks like Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm watching Daniel Radcliffe on my phone, and uh, it was just the strangest way I've watched a movie and strangest circumstance in a long time. But still two musical geniuses. Yes. I mean, there's a common thread there. Also, Indiana? <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. Same mind with Indiana. Yeah, it's uh, just about two miles from uh, Holiday World. Is it made out of corn? <laughs> Strong stone corn. Okay. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> but it made it all even the more surreal That's to awesome. see uh, the Al Yankovic story uh, in that setting. Uh, it made it even sillier. Uh, I just found this to be, you know, along par with uh, any of the Will Ferrell, uh, you know, whether it be Talladega Nights or Blades <laughs> of Glory, you know, where uh, they do take all those. You know, cliches from to stardom, but this one was with music. I, I found it delightful. Let me ask this before we get to our scores. Does it help or hurt the movie that it was a real person? Unlike a Dewey Cox or a Talladega Nights or something like that is based on kind of a... To me, it helps. I think it helps as I well. Think it helps I, I think it helps tremendously. I think I'll say this. I think if you don't know who Weird Al is, and there's a large segment of the population of that doesn't. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to look at this and they're going to go, well, this is kind of funny, a couple of gags. I think you have to know who he is and have to appreciate him at some level for this to be funny to you. All right, it's time to score Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Gober goes last. Exclusively on Roku. <laughs> Okay. Justin Bradford, give us your score. Uh, this one, I really did enjoy it. It was really curious watching it on Roku. There were ads that just plopped right in there, which was curious. Just not used to that right now. Uh, but a great foray into like original programming, I think, for, for Roku that's going to drive a lot of people to that channel to see what they discover. So major props to Roku for putting this on and getting a major sponsor for it as well and getting the star power that they have in this movie to drive people to that channel. Daniel Radcliffe. I thought did a fantastic job in this, and he is showing how much acting chops he has. People, you know, so many people have been typecast before, especially child actors and everything. He is proving so much with so many roles that he is taking on now, from Broadway to comedies to action the comedies. Swiss Army. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That <laughs> he is proving, he's proving has great acting chops, yeah. and I really do love that for him because he's becoming so successful and showing that he can do so much. So I love that he played this weird role in there. But if anything, I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the writing and Weird Al's ability to parody himself in a way that made it really funny, and there wasn't ego involved or anything of that sort. It was true entertainment comedy directed towards his fans and people that grew up with him, even if they're not a super fan. They would get it, and they would find it funny. And with that, I give it an eight. Very high score. Wow, that's great. I uh, watched the movie, and I I had this debate going the whole time. Do I do I rate this on a as a uh, a film critic? You know, am I am I comparing this movie to Oscar nominees? 
or am I just giving this a rating based on how much I enjoyed it and how well it was done for what it was supposed to be? So I'm going to give my score on how well it was done for what it was supposed to be. And I also enjoyed uh, the self-degradation comedy. Uh, Anybody else, you would have thought, oh, they're trying to pump up you know, their actual life <laughs> by making himself a sex symbol. Al Yankovic has fully acknowledged I am the farthest thing from <laughs> one. And for that, I just applaud him. I thought uh, every skewer of the stereotypes out there uh, was was dead on. And then with his unique twist, as uh, Jeremy, you said that he just took it and he flipped it. Uh, so I'm going to give this movie a seven. I think it was uh, a thoroughly enjoyable movie. I laughed out loud a lot. And uh, if uh, I think you're a Will Ferrell comedy guy, I think you're going to like this, especially if you love Weird Al. Jeremy K. Gover. Okay, so I've really, uh, I've I've been really thinking about this since I saw it, okay? Because I really do pride myself on removing my fandom. The, the fist fight scene with the, uh, the accordion salesman, all that, Reminded me of Monty Python. There was a lot of Monty Python in that for me. Yep. <laughs> uh, some parts, other parts of the movie reminded me, especially the uh, the Uzi scene, or not the Uzi scene, but the you know the shoot 'em up scene with the uh, drug dealer. Uh, that reminded me of Weird Al's first film, UHF. There's a lot of UHF, you know, feelings to that. Yeah. So there was a lot of little just kind of pieces along the way. Again, he was invited to a polka party. That was the name of one of his albums. <laughs> He said that the, I think his mom or somebody made a big point about putting make sure you keep it in the closet, in the closet, <laughs> in the closet, yeah, and they... stuck in the closet with Vanna White was one of his songs. Uh, you know, his mom got fat wearing the suit that he wears, not the suit, but wearing a, a, a suit like that that he wears his live shows and like that. But they didn't sing the song "Fat," but that so there's all these little different little homage to it. Yes, yeah. little little nods to it, and I even appreciated, as we all know, I think we know is Coolio didn't give him the rights to to do Amish Paradise. Like, you know, his record company did, but he didn't. Yeah. And that's when Al, in real life, decided, he said, I'm going to personally speak to every artist I want to parody and get their approval. That's It started there. Yeah. Coolio and him made up later in life, and it, it, it was great. But there was even a nod to that, where he's <laughs> singing Amish Paradise, because his dad apparently wrote it, which is, of course, crap. And then... <laughs> And Coolio's in the in the stands, like just seething, mad, right? It just it just there's even a little nod to that. So I really really liked all this stuff. And the last point I'll say is the song. I think at the end we already talked about how great it was, but there is a point that reminded me, and maybe that's necessary. But the line is something like, "Technically, this song is eligible for an Oscar," and I and, and I want him to win best original song. Like I like I can't even express. Okay. Uh, because Weird Al and Oscar winner would just be a whole, just set up a whole nother level of just yeah, craziness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will say points off for only being on Roku. This is a picture I desperately wanted to see in a theater. I would have went to a theater to see it too. Right. I 100% and, would have. And, and yes. I, to, to the point where the Music City Film Critics Association, I was begging Sean, dude. <laughs> do whatever you can to get this get a, a media screener. I don't care if it's ten seats, and I, I will go to this yep. and drop whatever I'm doing because I want to see it on a big screen. 
And big thanks and a shout-out to Sean for constantly trying to get us a screener here in Nashville. Yes, and we yeah. couldn't. I ended up watching it on a laptop at a dance convention weekend I'm in a hotel room. So it's on my laptop, which, again, not a deal-breaker, but I would have loved to have seen it on a big screen. I think I it would have been funnier. in the place where it was intended on a three-by-four-inch screen. That's right. Gosh. <laughs> on my knee in a hotel room. <laughs> At a monastery. That's right. Don't ever forget that. That's just the way Would he made it. Would approve? Maybe I shouldn't complain about where I saw mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, all in all, I think it was really great, but I do think that you have to know, at least you have to have some working knowledge about who Weird Al is to appreciate this film. If it's just about somebody you don't know and you don't know the person's real and all that, I don't think it flies. Yeah. I think there are a few moments that do, but I think overall you're like, this is a complete waste of my time. Yeah. And so therefore I give it a 6.5. Really enough. enjoyed it, but I do think that when I give my grades, I try to give my grades respectfully and out of respect to everybody and everybody, I think there are there's a huge place of the population that wouldn't care. It is a small audience, but still he sold over 12 million albums. Yeah. So there's totally an audience. No, for it's this. a there's a huge audience. Right. I'm just yeah. saying that if my parents watch this movie, right, but it's not they, made for them. There is a target, a very much targeted audience that if people turn it on and they don't like it because they don't know it, okay, it's not meant for them. It's that kind of movie. Okay, me. that's fair. It's it's yeah. it's meant for Weird Al fans to no, kind of give them a treat of you have been a fan and Weird Al is rewarding his fans with. He's parodied so many songs, well, now he's going to parody a movie like this with blockbuster stars and tell his story that's completely 100% true. That's the way I'm taking it in, (laughs) is that it is him giving us a treat. But like Over said, I do want a real one now. I want to learn more about him. Yes, I would. I would love that. And and truly, the movie gets points for that, because what do we always say in media, right? Leave him wanting more. Always leave him wanting more. Except he died in the movie, so... (laughs) (laughs) And and Madonna's still at large, by the way. Yeah, at large. Yeah, Madonna, that's still really at funny. Large. I think it's a great transition into our question of the week. Yes, I think so. It really is. Okay. Because my answer's weird out. Good night, everybody. Oh my gosh. How many major motion pictures? Two. Two. Uh, so and I've seen them all. Our question, so thankful that. People are interacting with us. We love it when you interact with us. If you have not interacted, please do so. I mean, our Black Adam Instagram reel, people are hating on me. Usually it's not me that gets the hate. Was over. I was glad. Um, I, was, I just sat back with I'm popcorn just, and watched it all happen. Yeah, I'm just glad people are interacting. So make sure on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you interact with us. Tell us what you want. Pose questions to us that you want to hear and give us your opinions and thoughts. In the, one of the last episodes, we did say... If you have a question yeah. that you think we should answer, please submit it to us. And and we got one. Yeah, we got one. This one's from Julie. Submitted to us on Twitter, Untitled Film Project. Uh, what actor slash actress will you watch, no matter what project they're in? Mm. This is a good one because I can think of a few names. I'm like, <laughs> no, because I didn't want to see that film. Right, right. right. See that you one. have to Just run no through their what. their whole catalog of of movies and right. say, okay, did I rush out to see that? Or did I make an effort? All I got to do is jump out at the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. And that was J.K. Simmons. Oh. Whoa, off okay. the board. It's, I, I know that uh, in most movies, he is not the lead. But he has been the lead, and he's obviously he's knocked it out of the park. Whether it be Jonah Jameson in a Spider-Man movie or 
doing an insurance commercial. <laughs> I'm in. Count me in. I wow. love the man. Uh, there's just something about him. He resonates uh, on a bunch of different levels. I think he's very funny. I think he can radiate integrity. I think he chooses things pretty carefully now that he's got, uh, I think, a little more clout in the industry. The ability to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I, whatever it is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm all about J.K. Simmons. Okay. Uh, this is why you listen to the show, everybody. Yeah. Because you I never actually, know what you're going to get. I thought about Tom Hanks, and then I just thought about a couple of movies that, no, nope, that didn't work for me at no, all. No, for sure. I made a, it might have made a point not to go, <laughs> <laughs> even though I love the man. Gover, what do you have? Okay. I, know, I know you were thinking plenty here. I was thinking plenty. I did not come with a list of 12, unlike you like to accuse it's me of. only 10. I, it, uh, right. I, it, <laughs> I thought, if you'd asked me this question, I don't know, 10 years ago. What? The answer would have been John Malkovich. Okay. Okay. Everything he was Strong. in is just, again, he's not necessarily the lead, right? But even Con Air is not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But he is, his character is memorable. Every just time. tremendous, right? Uh, I've talked about it on the show in the line of fire. All the, so John Malkovich would be my usual, or 10 years ago, would be my answer. This is how he slides in multiple answers. It is. That's exactly, that's exactly oh, yeah. what I'm doing. It's the yeah, build up. Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't think we don't know what you're doing. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, but this is how I get it in. The, my answer right now is Jim Carrey, because really? yes, because yeah, I'm getting to that. <laughs> because not all, of course his early movies, Ace Ventura, The Mask, you know, sure. they're all hilarious. Okay, but then he somewhere along the line he switched to I'm going to do more dramatic roles like Truman Show, Truman Show yeah. and they are maybe the films are. I mean, Truman Show is great, but I'm saying the films themselves maybe aren't spectacular, but his performances are special. And so that, yep. to me, unless it's like, was it Mr. Popper's Penguins or something, unless it's that, <laughs> which is like, you know, like 1% of his catalog, I, I want to see what he brings to the table because I never know what it's going to be. Very interesting answer. So I Jim did Carrey. not see that coming. And for the record, I thought he was fine in Sonic, just so you know. No, no, he was great in Sonic. I, it was just, I loved the Sonic movies yeah. because the studios listened to the fans yeah. and made changes. That's yeah. why I appreciated it. You want to bring that up as a... If only people would listen about Mario. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bradford, what is your answer? We've got to save the princess. Okay, Mario. (laughs) Who is the actor or actress you would care to see no matter what? Mine, some people may roll their eyes, mine is Ryan Reynolds. That's a good answer. I'm not fighting that one. No, no, not at all. I would hope people wouldn't fight it because I started looking at IMDb too. Let's look at his movies. Have I seen all of them? Yes. And it's because I enjoy he's he's. Funny. He is funny. He is hilarious. He's also funny, <laughs> but he ha- he has great comedic timing. He has some of these great cameos, like in Hobbs and Shaw. He had a fantastic small small cameo. Like, pfft, of course, it's Ryan Reynolds playing. And you this really role. liked him in Bullet Train, even. Yeah, a mm-hmm. five second cameo, but Bradford here very, he very picked sure, that yeah. out on the show. <laughs> but even this, even his streaming projects, because he's had plenty of those now. Sure. So Bullet Train, the Adam Project, Red Adam Notice, Project. both streaming. Uh, Free Guy, love, love. Free, Free Guy's Guy. awesome. Obviously, yeah. Deadpool, super underrated. But yes. Hitman's Bodyguard, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Six Underground, another streaming project. So Pokemon, Detective Pika- Pikachu. There, I start thinking, I'm going. 
that's a lot of different genres. Yes. That's not just comedy. Yes, and there's comedy involved. pulled you into each one of them. Yes, he's pulled me into each one okay. of them. I really do enjoy him. I find him hilarious, and I will go see his movie, just like the Christmas movie coming up with him and Will Ferrell. Of course I'm going to watch that. One, it's him and Will Ferrell, and I'm very curious. But this has been hyped for about a year because they filmed it last year during the holidays. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That is why he stands out to me because there's plenty of other actors that, and actresses that I like and love that I really enjoy their movies, but I've screened them. I've gone, mm, that one just doesn't appeal to me. Whereas everything Ryan Reynolds chooses to do right now, I at least enjoy. They're not the best. Like some of those streaming sure. ones aren't good movies, but I still am entertained. Yeah. And that's or, what matters. He you, or you found it. them based on him, him being a part of the project, yep. sure. which him. is how I answered the question. That's yeah. how it's like, like Jim Carrey's yeah. in it. You have my attention. I mean, I'll go see it opening night. Right. But you have my attention. And okay. there's not a whole lot of people that do that. That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that uh, I think Justin is gonna hate, but Jeremy's gonna like. Oh, I'm here for it's, this. It's, uh, honorable mention? Because it's, yeah, we're gonna do an honorable mention. <laughs> okay, that's but a... you're not allowed to say anything other than that actor or actress's name. So to keep this short, okay. blurt them out. Starting with Justin Bradford. No, can't start with me. I only had one. <laughs> Come on, I followed the rules. Who else did you consider? Who else? I didn't. In? He was the only one. He was the only one. Okay, there, there are no others. I'm Florence sorry. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Excellent choice. That is a good choice, but how many are on her list right now? That's like a pretty recent development. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to say anything else. I've just yeah, said the name, so, and yeah. that was the well, I'm still going to judge you for it. The, uh, Florence Pugh has uh, quite a catalog already. Very, she very does short. have a good catalog, but it's a small catalog. I'm answering it right now. Yeah. You just said more words. Sorry. Kate Blanchett. Oh. Mm. I can't say anything else. <laughs> Send us your questions. We do love your questions. In fact, I interact with your social media questions so much that I get chided by my fellow host. <laughs> and he interacts eventually. Shut up. He's not at a monastery. But then yeah. he goes on tirades, which you should say for the show. Yeah, it'll be like three <laughs> days before he replies, and all of a sudden, bam, 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 so you bam. You blast me for, for working in honorable mentions, but really what I'm doing is I'm not. I'm not wasting it on the social media aspect. <laughs> I'm using it on the show. Jim's like, I'm just going to write a novel. Thanks, I know. For, thanks for your submitted question. We will never <laughs> save us for a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Untitled Film Project podcast. Uh, we can be found everywhere you pod. <laughs> Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Amazon, YouTube. Subscribe, give us a like, give us a review, submit your questions online, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Chide us. You know, give us good feedback. Give us horrible feedback. Your interaction matters to the algorithm, so I'll take it. That's right. Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett. The Untitled Film Project podcast is presented in cooperation with iHeartRadio.